to oh it's it's recording it's recording has it been recording no i just pressed the oh, button you just did it i just pressed the button we're on okay hi kath hi don loud enough i'm sure it's fine it's probably louder than what our, our because i've been doing tech the last month <laughs> because you've been doing the tech the zoom is probably better <laughs> kathy's audio tech. <laughs> everybody's like oh finally something we familiar you know zoom <laughs> i'm sure it's better oh my gosh yes we're zooming all i want to do zoom 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 in a boom boom every we're time i see zoom i have to get into that rap that you wrap that every single time, every like single when you have time. a client. I, I like when I pump up, I like break my knuckles, I go, and then I go zoom, then a boom, boom. It gets my energy up. It gets, because sometimes I, I work a lot. Like most people work a lot on Zoom. I got to do whatever I have to do to embrace yeah. the screen. Uh-huh. It's been working. I um, completely enjoyed uh, our staff meeting recently where one of our staff members put the background of the four seasons landscape place. <laughs> that is like a veep episode. <laughs> that is really funny. I'm sure they're going to do that. I'm sorry. I don't know if they don't do Nobody it. Nobody has to. I can't, oh, I can't wait. The, it, it is crazy times, but I kind of can't wait for the art that's going to happen on the other end. Like the documentaries that are going to happen. <laughs> the lifetime movies. It's just insane. every character is going to have their own lifetime movie. I can't wait to see Tiffany. What is that? What is the daughter that's always Tiffany's like fucking insane? I want to see that. I know nothing about her. She's insane. I want to, I want to see about that. I want to see her true story, how she feels. I wonder if she cries at night. I don't know. Cause she feels trapped or I, part of it. I have sympathy for her and I don't know why. No, I'm going to send you some stuff and your sympathy will end. I actually saw Marla Maples in the wheel, Will Rogers follies and it was torture i went with um is that true i don't even know with my friend johnny who who passed away i actually i'm gonna look it up right now when was jill the problem is we're sitting at my computer so i have the two screens so i can look shit up much to the eyes of the people listening it's gonna be annoying you're annoying you're annoying when did marla maples your microphone, your kids are people too microphone is really loud. It's really clear when you talk about it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because <laughs> you have a new microphone. So Donna, so what's going on with you while you're looking up stuff? You are so bad. This is 1992. Be Who did I go with? I can't Doesn't remember. matter. Nobody cares. Who I went with. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It was really a terrible experience. That's all. Maybe all I right. went with mom. It was terrible. <laughs> I know I didn't pay for tickets. <laughs> it's terrible she was terrible <laughs> it's like a memory burn <laughs> i feel triggered <laughs> it's my broadway trigger <laughs> so bad you're funny um you know after the after the podcast we did with jen last week i went home <sighs> i was emotionally drained it it was um 
she was so eye-opening to so many mm. things and re I reflected a lot on, you know, when I was, I, I kind of, you know, I don't usually go backwards, like what my life could have been, or, you know, I don't usually do that because it's not really a healthy practice. Um, but I, I like when I brought up that random, <laughs> when I brought up that random fact that really wasn't, it was relative, but like it what? really should have been about me when I talked about how deaf culture, Oh yeah. Genocide. Mm -hmm. It was such a random thought in the process of her talking about this that I was like, I don't know if that was like appropriate or not, but it was interesting that I brought it up because I really was like, oh my gosh, like, what if I, you know, what if I continued to be deaf and then that stuff started happening because, you know, there's a history of deaf culture where people were treated like barbarians. It's that the, the, mm -hmm. the history is, is awful. It's awful. And I was part of that, the people that was, those were my people. You know, um, I don't think we ever talked about it. It was just the background of my, of, of my story that I wrote about, um, son of uh what's his name david berkowitz yes my friend your friend david berkowitz my friend Which, david Ber if you're a new listener to the podcast you gotta listen from you gotta listen to the beginning I, it was way early accountability and that tells the story about how kathy is friends with the son of sam because she's a dumbass no because i don't judge and i listen to people's stories <laughs> you listen to people's stories true and i don't judge that is mm -hmm. true but speaking of uh, deaf, yeah, uh, you know, like how you ended up working in that prison. Yeah. I think, I think about that a lot. Like you were in the right place at the right time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I helped a lot of people and I helped myself mostly, you know, because I don't know how I learned sign language. I was bad at it. And I got these jobs. I was like, and I'm not bad at it, but because you can't really fake it. You, you have can. an accent. <laughs> Dad used to say you had an accent. <laughs> I do have an accent. I have a list. My thumb gets a little long. I have a lisp in, in list. sign language. My, my tell the story about how you got there. Oh, how I got into the prison? Yeah. Um, well, I had a vision and dad was just retiring. And I said I had to leave. I wanted to leave um, another job. And spirit said that I had to work um i had to work in a in a place where they had metal doors like a like a look like a prison like these jail things and i said to dad i said listen i'm gonna take some civil service exams can you look them up for me because he was bored he was like what are you doing what can i do for you and i'm like go online and see if you can find when i could take civil service exams because i do have a degree it's not really worth uh, you know a shit in a pot but it works <laughs> it's from empire state it works right and I said, let me see if I can take the, the, you know, the entrance exam. And then a friend of ours, it was Donovan. It was, I just told dad about it. I said, of course, that's why he calls me Oda May. I said, I had a vision and I've got to work in a prison because there's somebody that needs my help. So dad was like, okay, I don't know why you're crazy. Okay, let's do it. And Donovan's birthday, we had a birthday party. It was three days after I told dad and a mutual friend of ours said, hey, Kath, <laughs> hey, Kath, do you need a job? I was like, yeah. And he works for the, you know, he works for the prison. He works for Albany in the prison system. He says, well, there's job openings. There's a sign language interpreter job and teaching, you know, teaching um, interpreters so that, you know, as a transitional for inmates to go out and interpret. I said, or you can do the minister job, which I'm qualified to do because I have a 
basically a degree in, in, in ministry. And I was qualified for both. I said, well, which one pays more? He said the ministry, but I was going to be on call. And we just were having issues with Donovan. And then dad looks at me and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> just this, holy shit. Didn't you just tell me? I was like, dad, I need to do this. And then I went in the job and then they basically throw you in the, they, you just go and you, they just, they don't Figure really it test out. for it. Yeah. You don't test for it. either, you know, it or you don't. And I end up working with the most difficult inmate in New York state. And he has been bounced around <laughs> from place to place. And they were showing me around my first day. And this guy is walking in a, this inmate is walking in like a pen. It looked like a lion's like caged, like in a, in a circus. And he's like, he's signing. He's like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, who the fuck are you? I was like, don't talk to me like that. I was like, I don't know who you are. I didn't know. I didn't know he was my assignment, but I wasn't going to take crap. I wasn't supposed to take crap. So he's like, I bet you're not even certified. Signing. He's yeah, signing he this. Signing. He was deaf. And so it's a podcast. So he was signing and I was signing back. He's like, you're not even fucking certified. I'm like, you don't even know me. And if I'm having a conversation with you, obviously I know sign language. So shut up. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just calm down. And he ended up being uh, one of the most amazing experiences I ever had with and really understanding about people's behavior. Like, I really, I was like, why are you so, why are you going from place to place? You have like a really bad rep, but he was a really nice guy. And he, he, he just was misunderstood. He didn't have an interpreter for two years. That's insane. Can you imagine, can you imagine being in a foreign country and in two years, nobody speaking English to you? It's like a, it's called a prison in a prison. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I did all my Albany work. It was pretty interesting. And then in the midst, that's how I got to meet um, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> David. You just kept saying, I, I, there's a really nice man I talk to all the time. His name all is the David. Because he worked, he worked, <laughs> he worked in the, in the section next to me. He worked with the, the blind. And then mm -hmm. I, uh, when the teacher I worked with, you know, he was with David doing the mobility guides. Like I talked to him like, so David, and then I had the deaf uh, inmates, but also the interpreters that were training for it. Mm -hmm. So our programs were attached. So um, yeah, he was getting calls all the time. People wanted so much from him, like um, book signing or, you know, yeah. like, um, and he was getting bombarded and he spent his whole life. He spent the rest of his life after, because I, I told, if you listen to accountability, I'll just recap that that the reason why I have um, an understanding or a heart for him is because I asked him a simple question. I said, what changed? What changed? And he was like, Haldol. Medication. Right. medication. Right. And so me having a son who without medication has zero quality of life, uh, fact, fact upon fact of years of hospitalizations and you know, my heart was like, yeah, you were, you were stuck in an, in an attic, sexually abused. You were neglected. You had all this stuff and you weren't medicated. And, and schizophrenic. He's schizophrenic. schizophrenic. Of course you did all that. And let me tell you something. Nobody does. He's done a lot for the victims. He actually is very close to the victims' families, supports them. So he'll sign a book or he'll, he'll do anything for them. Like, whatever so don't tell you like the one thing i love about you know 
it's it's devastating and horrific and there's no excuse about it but when it's not about me you know this is how i look at it and especially in the job that i have if you are accepting accountability for your actions i'm going to meet you where you're at i didn't mm. feel in danger except when we got stuck in the elevator thing <laughs> and it was a little awkward and then he did something on purpose to scam he's i was like wow and i was doing this i was like looking around going oh i wonder what's going on with this place <laughs> and he's like cleansing and i was like stop. <laughs> stop i was like oh we were stuck in the galleyway thing so that's funny you know, but it made Not my funny. work yeah but it it made my work better it's like when I, you know, like I know that I had an emotional time with this Trump thing, but I, it was personal. It was a personal thing. And I, and, and I had a conversation with somebody who said, you know, if, if somebody who, who, who like Trump wanted help, of course, I'm not going to say no. Anybody who wants to come and, and I could help them, help them in a higher way, not change their mind, but be accountable in some way, I'm going to meet you where you're at. And most of the, most people who suffer from and live with the guilt and the victims and the survivors and the predators, and there's all these dynamics, you know, there's people in there you don't even want to look at. They're not accountable. They don't think there's anything right. wrong with them and they hurt a lot of people. Right. And then there's people who've hurt people who, who cannot, who, who, who struggle to wake up every day with the guilt and try to make amends with themselves and in their life path. And so David Berkowitz was really helpful. And he also helped me with Donovan. So I, I will never forget that because he was four. We were just learning about medication and I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at him going, yeah. I, and he's like medication. And he's right. Because around that time yeah. we were getting bombarded by all these well-meaning um, mothers, Don't. mother's clubs, mothers who were like, you know, just change his diet. And yeah, like red dye. I'm yeah, like, don't let him eat red dye. And then I look at him. I'm like, Donna, do we put red dye in our pasta? Donna, do right. we put red dye? I'm like literally going through like, where do we? Right. And we where tried do we, all that. We yeah. tried. It's, and, yeah. I was, we were frustrated and scared. Mm -hmm. And he was endangering himself at a young age. And he was yeah. hurting other people. And he was violent. And those things can happen. You know, I have to protect not only Donovan, but I have to protect Donovan. I have to, I have to protect the community from right, Donovan. Right, right, right. You that. know, and so I learned so, I'm always grateful for any interaction with people who experience, um, you know, the most intense human experiences. And when you get a Ziggy card from a serial <laughs> killer. Yeah, but that wasn't him. That was another one that I just was not a... <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> I remember when you were like, here's look at the Ziggy card. I was like, what the fuck? You're getting Ziggy cards from serial killers. Stop it. Just stop. They were nice. <laughs> they were nice. They were all right. Um, circling back to Jen last week. Yes. Um, she texted us afterward with like the most important thing she should have mentioned on the podcast. First of all, I know she's listening right now. I think there's a line of forgiveness and not forgiveness. I think this is it. She oh, left yeah. us. There's hanging. a blurry line. There's blurry a blurry line. We invite her on the podcast. Huh. We give her a microphone. We give her a platform. 
listen. The least she can do is, is be, be sensitive honest. to our needs. Trust. Selfish. Trust. Selfish. <laughs> Jen. Go ahead. Go ahead. You tell, you tell the audience. This is a sin that you did not <laughs> disclose this very important piece of information to the sisters. It is un, un, it's unfathomable that unfathomable. you didn't even walk in the door with this. This is the most important thing we have to say I, on the podcast. Okay. Drum roll. Three, two, one. She's fucking Cher's cousin. Hello. <laughs> Cher, you're related to the goddess herself or the god. God. She's related to she's, God. She's encompassing all of the universe. Cher is the encompassing of all the universe. Everything. Fucking you know that, everything. You know, and like, the, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Are you kidding me? It doesn't matter. Third cousin, second cousin, it's cousin related the bottom line, bottom line blood is blood yin and yang you know what they say yin yang and the energies in between it's yin yang share sorry yin, right <laughs> yin yang share yin yang listen carefully people oh, so out there. like <gasps> listen carefully I don't, I don't know if jen knows if any listening. of you fucking people out there get on the microphone at the sisters are in at any time, anywhere, and you have any connection with Cher, be warned. You best come prepared with information. <laughs> done. We're done with the podcast. Let's just end it right now. Let's just end it. There's it's nothing else. <laughs> Yin Yang and Cher. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I will go to the ends of the earth for share. I did. We did. You we know, know you about did. Vegas. You went, you went to Las Vegas at the cusp of a pandemic. <laughs> to go see Yin Yang share. And we're, we're tempted. If it wasn't for, I don't know, illness and COVID, we would be back in Vegas. She knew something. The she did. That's what I said. Know. I said, you know what? She has psychics right on. She has to be, she has to have psychics to share. You know, like psychics yeah. to the stars, there's psychics to share. I'm sure yeah. she's connected. She she's friends with Cindy Lauper. I'm sure. Hey, Sophie here. I'm mostly behind the scenes with the sisters, and that's why we're happy to announce that I'm finally behind the mic. Check out my new podcast, Unlocking Your Value with Sophie Self Care, while I, certified mindset coach and marketing expert, create easy to listen to advice to help you achieve your entrepreneurial and lifestyle goals. Simply type in Unlocking Your Value on either Spotify or SoundCloud and click on my icon. This week, we dive into turning negative thought patterns into products productivity. I hope to hear from you all soon. And until then, take care and let's keep listening to the sisters are in. The, I had a friend who worked in the post office. I think I said this on the podcast before, but I had a friend who you worked sound, in the post office. Hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. You sound so low after you were screaming in the microphone. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I have a friend who works in the post office in the city, and he told me that Cher's address is Cher, Malibu, California, like Santa North Pole. That's right. Who else has that? Who else has an address like that? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. She's amazing. Her and Dolly Parton. Oh, I just, I, know. I just, oh.
Ascended masters, they haven't even ascended yet. Right? Oh, talk about patron saints. Patron saints, Dolly Parton. You know, she gave a million dollars to that pharmacy. She does a lot of stuff. I'm she, telling you, I, I love um, her. Chris and I went to uh, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge a few months after the fires raged through that part of Tennessee. And uh, I like talking to strangers and when, especially when we stick out like sore thumbs, which we did, especially when Chris forgot to not wear his like omen t-shirt out in public, people were like, are you with the devil? Yeah. And I'd say, mm-hmm. And then it wasn't funny. Like, right. it's not funny. No. But um, uh, everybody had a Dolly Parton story about her generosity. Like there was a woman who had um, a small souvenir shop and, or she worked, she worked in the small souvenir shop and her father had a, uh, like a car mechanic, like a garage car repair place that burnt to the ground. Dolly Parton insurance wouldn't cover something. Dolly Parton paid for it. Like everybody had a Dolly is an angel story. That whole fucking part of that state is really like thanks to her i and love her she's amazing and you know um in you know an interview when she talks about you know she didn't have children so she could be there for other people's children mm-hmm. I, yeah yeah i feel do. that's how i feel that's what I you feel do. the same way because yeah i was you know prime I was in my, you know, sexual prime and I felt like maybe I do want kids when Donovan was uh, teeny tiny. And then I realized I needed to be there for him. Yeah. And, well, that's a choice. And then, and then I turned 40 and was like, holy shit, I'm so glad I did not have a baby. You would watch me and go, not me. Thank you. I tell you during this pandemic, I just write letters to my past self. Thank you for not having children. Dear Donna, 1994, good job. Keep it going. Don't have children. Thank you. Sincerely, Donna, 2020. Let me tell you something. I understand <laughs> your view. But I adore my children. I, and I adore your children. I and I really adore your children's children. <gasps> Can we talk about Nico for a second? Oh, God day. I posted, I posted um, on my own personal Instagram a picture of, uh, it was, just happened to be a good, the lighting was perfect, and it was um, Lightning McQueen and Guy on top of the Mack truck with the two Spider-Mans next to mm-hmm. the cars, and he had set it up that way all day. He didn't necessarily play mm-hmm. with it. He just wanted the diorama of that setting it gave him comfort right and um he's obsessed with lightning mcqueen and spider-man and every time every time we facetime sophie and we're like let's see let's see nico nico likes to be naked but he won't take off his spider-man shoes so he's always in the background in his diaper and spider-man shoes (laughs) <laughs> i bought these boots oh my god he won't take them all like he found them in my house they're amazing they're amazing top-notch spider-man boots and he walks like kermit in the, in the muppet movie like clunk 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 you know like that? 
Oh, during the showdown with Doc yeah, Hopper. Sh- Doc yes. Hopper. He walks like, like he's like bow-legged and he's yeah. just like really slow. And I'm like, why don't you take him off to run? And when he runs, it's just like a faster, slow, kunk, 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 kunk. it's really yeah. It's very cute. Boots. Yeah, he's really adorable. Yeah, oh. I never thought. And so, um, you know, I don't know, two months, three months ago, four months, no, six months ago, I had no idea who Lightning McQueen was. I could give a shit. And now we scour yard sales, garage sales, thrift shops. Uh, and Chris bought four because he always has to have one in his hand. So we now have a stash of Lightning McQueen because we had we actually fought as a family as to you <laughs> have Lightning McQueen's at your house. I just bought Sophie you has Lightning McQueen's. I have Lightning McQueen's. And at some point. <laughs> Sophie was like, you guys have to buy your own Lightning McQueens to have in your house. Oh my God. And so we like did that. And they're all in her vortex so we, house. They're in the vortex of her fucking life. And it's like, so the last time he was here, I'm like, you said, you know, we have to keep our own Lightning McQueens. And it became this huge family drama. <laughs> and, and then go cried. There was time out. It was like yelling and screaming and crying over. It was not healthy. What was going on? It wasn't healthy. And I just, I just don't have them here. I said, you know what? You want them, you bring them, but I has other stuff here. I'm like, no. So, well, in our house, Chris went out and bought bought all that. I bought like, I think, I think I didn't pay my electric bill to buy like lightning McQueen stuff for him. And they're all in the vortex. All right. Let's not bash on Sophie. She's doing fantastic right now. Sophie's doing great, except for the Lightning McQueen debacle. Except for that. Except for that. But she's all around 98% amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Nico's so cute. He's the best. He's the best. So um, we're on Zoom because we're taking this new COVID thing very seriously. Yes. We're not getting together unless we have to. And we're trying to get together for Thanksgiving. Yes. So we're just kind of all hold up because you are going in for surgery. I um, am. I am. first and um, finally getting, you know, did you ever see the movie How to Get Ahead in Advertising? I feel like I have. I feel it's like a, you told me once. It's a cult movie about this guy who gets a boil on his uh on his shoulder and it kind of takes over his life and it ends up having like a little face and then it talks to him and then he talks back to it and then he argues with it and eventually he grows and grows and grows and grows until his face is next and then he takes over and his personality is now obsessed with pus and pimples and blisters and it's really disgusting and hilarious and great Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like this thing on your neck. <laughs> it is kind of my, I was like, oh, it sounds familiar. It does take over my life. This thyroid right. thing. So you my- have this weird oh. I have, thing. I've growth. had, I've had for the last four years, I've had nodules. I'm pointing at it for people who can see the zoom, but I've had nodules for years, for years. And, and I've always have, I always have to get them tested. The chances of them being cancer are pretty low, but they grow and then I have to get them tested. And then my metabolism actually started really breaking down the last four years pretty badly. And then my thyroid became inflamed. So I have thyroiditis with nodules and, you know, and, and it's basically like two little tumor thing. And so 
I'm on medication. I've been on medication for years for it. And um, at this point, my thyroid is so swollen. I can't, I can't lay down. I can't lay down correctly. I choke. My voice gets hoarse. It gets in the way. I choke a lot when I eat. I have trouble swallowing. So it's kind of like impeding on my quality of life a little bit. And so, you know, it's, it's very serious. It's a, it's a major, it's a major organ here and it's going to be taken out. And also I have, we have cancer in our family, a mom, you said mom had, and I don't, I, mom had thyroid issues. And then our uncle had cancer and our cousin had cancer and they had their thyroid. So I'm really not messing around right now. I am really not. And right. so uh, the doctor was fantastic. Finally, there's a lot of things you have to go through. It's not, this isn't like a willy nilly, like we're going to do it but there's a spiritual and metaphysical reason why my throat is the way it is. And I've talked about it in the past podcast. You guys got to start from the beginning um, where I, I'm a survivor of domestic violence and I have had um, telephone wire uh, around my neck several times and hands around my neck several times. I've been strangled. It seems like it's like a vulnerable space when somebody wants to make you upset or hurt you that's a nice spot. It's right there. Bang. It just happens. Let me write that down. <laughs> Most vulnerable. I have worked through it. I have totally forgive. It's just 20 years. We we're moving on with life. You know, it happened. Um, but it got Wait, a little speak for yourself. Like well, well, I have not is... forgiven. Well, that's it's, it's, I love you. You uh, have forgiven. Him. I have forgiven. I have. I um, still want to stalk him and punch him in the face when I see him. I, I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing else to do. I'm so happy, and I have a great car, so I'm fine. And I have great kids. I'm good. And I have a great husband, and my husband's gorgeous, so it's all good. I've 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 won in the in that department. So I have worked very hard for forgiveness. Uh, but we had that last incident with Donovan, yeah. and he emulated that kind of behavior in a in a parking lot, and he went after, he choked me. And my, the physical reaction to it was my thyroid became really inflamed and I started having problems last year. Um, and the spiritual thing is that there's a lot of trauma that's pulled in my throat because that's your throat chakra. So the throat chakra, chakra is all about your communication, healthy communication. It's all about, you know, your hormones. The chakra is all about your hormones and how you regulate your hormones. And, um, but it's about, you know, removing fear. Your fear lives in your throat. You know, it really does because when you're not afraid, you speak up. But if you're afraid, you don't. And so I spent a lot of my life not confronting. Ask Donna, like a lot of work had to be done helping me not be afraid to say things because I was oppressed my whole life with mom, not being able to talk. I was never heard. So what's the point, you know? And it's, it's, it's a habit I'm, I'm breaking away because I'm an adult now. <laughs> and second, I don't need the trauma and I'm not going to be on steroids the rest of my life. That's the next thing they, to put me on steroids or ruin your whole life. So anyway, that's, so I'm very excited. It's going to be a, a big ritual. I'm working on it now. I have something in my mouth and um, I'm going to be working on it now. I'm doing a lot of lion's pose. Mm -hmm. And for those who practice yoga, you know, it's really important to do to let go of all that, all that stuff you, you know, from the past that you've wanted to say, it opens up the throat chakra. So the doctor was fantastic. And he was telling me all the side effects of what can happen because I'm going to be, 
you know, in surgery for like two hours, two to three hours. And then he said, well, <laughs> the only thing I was like, he's like, you're, you know, he explained all about calcium, everything. He says, the only thing is that your voice might change. I was like, I do impressions. I was like, I love <laughs> Do impressions. <laughs> your impressions include Cookie Monster. I could, I could. Cookie Monster. Out, like, you name it. I love doing impressions. So I'm like, oh my God, what if I have like a sexy voice now? What if I couldn't be like, like Linda Vicar? Sandbag Sandbox. Vicaro. Vicaro. Sandbag Sandbox. <laughs> I sound like Patty from, from The Simpsons. Uh, rub my feet back yeah. you know, like, I was like oh so excited so I'm kind of hoping he nicks a little bit and I come I'm out hoping with, it, it, hope you're hoping it goes lower what if it goes higher that was what we talked about in the car Henry's like okay he's like first of all <laughs> he is my direct care worker when I said <laughs> I can do impressions <laughs> like, covering his face like this is my wife when he introduces me to people, he says, this is my fun wife. <laughs> this is my fun wife. My fun wife. What's his serious, who's his serious wife? I don't know. This is my fun wife. Because I always say, this is my handsome husband, or I, I say an adjective, you know, because we watch a lot of Wheel of Fortune and they make fun of like, so anyway. What? I don't I understand can't. that reference. I don't watch Wheel of Fortune. What does that mean? Okay. So I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sidetrack back, but let me see if I can explain because you know, explaining is really hard for me. Okay, on Wheel of Fortune, the husbands always use adjectives and they always use adjectives to describe their spouse, right? So they're always like, hi, my name is Andy and I have my beautiful, loving wife, Debbie, <laughs> and our three children and they all go to college and we just have the happiest family, right? And I'm always like, what would be your adjective, your one adjective yeah. I can yeah. say, right? And then this one guy said, uh, yes, my name is Todd or whatever his name is. He's like, and my expensive wife, Lori. <laughs> I was like, this is not a compliment. My expensive wife. I said, he's getting a divorce when he gets home. He better win some money. Unless she's like mail order. Oh, she could be mail order. Maybe could have I been just, like, you know, I, think, I judged way too quickly. Don't you judge way too quickly. Cause she could have been like the top of the catalog. It could have been like top in line, right? So Henry and I were, were talking and I'm like, well, what would be your adjective? And he was like, fun. You're my fun wife. And I was like, I like being fun. <laughs> I don't want to be your psychic wife. wife. My psychic wife. That's not, that's weird. <laughs> then you get my, jokes like- My Muppet wife. <laughs> Fozzie bear wife. I say my direct care worker husband. Yeah. <laughs> My staff, my staff, Henry. My staff. He's, I don't know what I'd do with that. He was like this. He like had his hands over his head when I said, I do impressions. This is going to be. <laughs> it was really serious. He's like, you know, having surgery is really serious, but I, I guess I kind of got excited that I might have like a different voice. I never really liked my voice. Do you remember? Um, I don't know. Were you there for the big meeting with Sorry, dad's? Guys. With dad's um, with dad's cardiologist or the head of the department of the cardiologist when we were debating whether or not for him to have open heart surgery. Were you yeah, there? yeah, I'm here. I was looking for my no, water. No, were you? Okay, pay attention. What the fuck are you doing? I had to get my water. I had something in my mouth. I'm sorry, you guys had to see that. Were you at the, were you at the doctor's appointment that um, dad had 
months, you know, a year and a half before he passed when he was given six months to live, but yes. he could have had open heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, um, we're, so we're there and it was very serious. And before, uh, before we went in, in the elevator, I don't know if you remember, I asked, uh, I can't remember what I said to dad and dad was like, don't worry, you can't, or he said something about like, don't worry, you can't embarrass me now because I'm going to die. Like, he's like, it's almost over. I, right. you know, he was making jokes. He always made so, jokes. So when the doctor was like, basically, well, you know, you can have open heart surgery and you can live another six months possibly, but the recovery will be very hard. I remember that. Uh, remember that. And so, and dad's like, I don't know. I think, I think we're just gonna not do the surgery and you know, make the best of every day. And he, and for whatever reason, he turned to me and he was like, right, Don? And I was like, right, cocaine and hookers, here we come. <laughs> the doctor, the doctor was so shocked because up to that point, we were so serious. Like we yeah. had questions. I had a list on a legal pad. Yeah. It was like, yeah. which, you know, I had like page after page of like, what are the chances? What a blah, blah. It was very, very serious. So then finally at <laughs> during that I was like cocaine and hookers and then dad was like I cannot believe you said that and I was like really I'm gonna tell everybody we're getting cocaine and hookers dad <laughs> it's the end of your life like let's do all the things you've never done before right it was like stop it, it so, it <laughs> but then so he was worse he was bad he was so bad with his jokes and dying he went, remember we'd had to take him to the doctor and his blood pressure was like 60 over 30. I know. He was a walking corpse. I know it was, and that was 10 days before he died. 10 yeah. days, he was like walking around. And he thought he had to, he had to help <laughs> the nurse that took it. He's like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Hold her in. Like, we're like, we're oh, at the God. end here. He's, and he said to the nurse, I'm here because I don't have a doctor to sign the, to sign the death certificate. He was so thorough. <laughs> so I, I too thorough with the scavenger hunt with the safe. I but know. He I just was, told that story yeah, to Peter and Peggy. It was too. really funny. But you know, you can't. First of all, there are things you have to take seriously. You know that they're serious things, but it doesn't have to be all the time. I joke around a lot. You know, otherwise I don't think I could cope. I, that's why I am the way I am because right. I don't. I if I don't make fun of Donovan, I mean, and I do it right in front of his face, and he makes yeah. fun of me. Like you, you have to. You have to. So, so I want to tell you this, this is really fun, not funny, but speaking of like teasing how our family is. So Sophie has a new podcast. You got to check it out. It's a three minute thing called Sophie care, right? Sophie yeah, self-care, self-care, Sophie self-care. So I'm a little like, I'm a little like, oh, okay. Well, I, you know, I didn't listen to it yet. She goes, and don't make fun of my voice. And I'm like, why would I make fun of your voice? Well, wait, I said, wait, she goes, I don't make fun of you. I said, really? I said, really? Oh, we had a problem. I was like, you don't make fun of me? I was like, she goes, okay, maybe. I'm like, well, let me be the judge of that. And so I was expecting her voice to be a little, like she had like her little like, hi, I'm Sophie. I'm Sophie, <laughs> Sophie self-care. You know, like she had that little like sexy voice on. Yeah. Right. Her voice is great. I said, what did you think I was going to tease you about? Is it that we just tease you so much? I know. She's just so, she's just ready for it. She's just like she's just preaching. It's amazing. It's I'm so proud of her. I'm yeah. so proud. She's definitely following in some kind of my, you know, footsteps a little bit. And I'm really yeah. proud of her. I'm really well, proud. Yeah, you know, this this past eight months has definitely challenged people. You can, you know, 
you can sit at home and sit on your couch or, you know, you can feel sorry for yourself or I don't know, learn something new. Right. She, she and I were both like, I think between the three of us, we're taking three or four classes online over the summer. And it's amazing. It was, you guys are kicking ass. Doing yeah, things. Totally and kicking she's ass. She's just really working hard. And I think she's finally finding her direction. We could talk about her because she's not on Zoom. She might be on the podcast next she week. Won't listen. She, she won't listen. listen. She never listens. So we can say anything we want. So next yeah. week we'll have her on to talk about her, her adventure, her new endeavors. And I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Like, I had no idea. I had no idea. You didn't By talk way, about your voice, voice is, at all. Your voice is fantastic. Sophie self care. She's really good. Like it's real, like I tease her, but she's fantastic. No, so she's check it out. It's on SoundCloud. Yeah. It's only um, like three minutes, sure. but it's really helpful tools. I have to check my notes here. Oh, you know what? You know what the saddest thing about your surgery is though? Well, what? first of all, we're going to take a break. We're going to try to. I can't, I can't do that. I can't on zoom. I can't break and come back. We have to just go through. No, no. Oh my God. Let me finish. What? After your surgery, oh. we might not be releasing a podcast. We're going to see how it goes. Oh yeah. That break. I'm like panicking. I'm on tech still. I'm on tech still. You're on what? Tech. I'm still in charge of technology. Oh, oh I see. I see. But the most sad thing about your surgery, mm -hmm. it's really the saddest part. You're not going to be there. I'm not going to be there to record you coming out of anesthesia. I'm okay with that. This is, this is serious. Like when I take it out, it's ritual. Like I got to put egg whites on my feet and shit. Like I really got to do ritual. <laughs> I'm like, who doing my shit up? I wouldn't mess it up. I would just record it for posterity because you on anesthesia is the best. Let's all remember fondly. And I think I'll post this. Don't Maybe post I'll it. make a video. I'm going to make a montage Can you of all of your. Listen, humbly. I say this in a humble way. Skunk medicine. Skunk medicine. When you do that, I get bombarded by. I know. better soon. Please. I'm going to. Uh, well, here's no. the thing. It will be legit. You will have a reason for people to tell you to get better. I, I don't. It, I know that people love me. It's a. I'm so grateful. It's a lot. It's like my phone is like ding ding, and I'm like, what's I going know. on? And then I have. And I'm like, throw back. It's, it goes to show that people don't read. I'm they like, throw read. back to two years ago when Kathy. And then they're like, why is Kathy in the hospital? And they're panicking. And I'm like, and I'm, why aren't you reading? I'm like, it's. I'm fine. Before I swear, you react, I'm fine. People. So sweet. People, just everybody's so sweet. I just, I'm, I'm in love with everybody. They're so sweet, but you don't have to do that, Don. Maybe we but can it do. It's really fun. Let's, 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 re, let's go back. The only, the only part that is my absolute favorite is the Fourth of July when I, when my eye was crazy. The <laughs> way I adorely look at you, with my big bulgy eyes, like, it's <laughs> my. I want to pause that. I, I want to. <laughs> I, want I love you so much. I and love you so much. The way so I look my, at her, it's like my, my eyes favorite. are bulging. Yeah. Do you know what my favorite is? No. My favorite is when you were weeping uncontrollably. <laughs> you were so upset. You were crying so much. And this was before you went in for your hip surgery. So we were in the prep area when they were like, hey, we're going to start. We're going to sedate you. We're going to start. You gave me something. I don't know <laughs> what they gave the me. started the process. And um, you were weeping, weeping, weeping. And you were like, don't make me eat the guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
then they turned the lights off in the room thinking that it would help relax you because you were so upset and you were like the sun is never gonna come out again you were so upset that's my subconscious that's like my that's what I, think. I know you were like the sun isn't coming out again <laughs> it was funny everybody thought that was hilarious except for our friend jen who was, who was like, like that's not funny <laughs> she did she was because they take my psyche for real yeah she trusts my psyche and she was right yeah. it, the sun didn't come out for a long time yeah. <laughs> right oh my gosh that was crazy jen was like it's not funny she's like i definitely yeah my psyche but you know what and i think about like subconsciously what was it about the freaking guacamole Why i don't do I... know you have real trauma i don't like weird textures in my mouth. <laughs> 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 it's a is that the, is that the podcast title? I don't like weird textures in my mouth. Or is that just a different podcast? Should we just make a podcast? Like what what do you hate in your mouth? <laughs> Sophie's getting a spin-off podcast. I think we should have another spin-off podcast. Is there a host out there that wants to the sisters are in ask, what do you hate in your mouth? <laughs> And our first, our first, um, our first guest will be Matthew Camp, porn star, co competitor on Slag Wars in Britain. And me, I'm like, I don't like guacamole. <laughs> I don't like dick in my mouth. I don't like guacamole. <laughs> so funny. So inappropriate. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. This was good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Let's just. I really don't know where to go. No, we can't take a break. It's stressing me out. No, we're done. It's it's been an hour. Let's we go. It's been no an hour. Hasn't. We it's haven't even 11... talked about de-stress December. De-stress December. Well, it's not gonna take us long to to do that. So Donna and I are moving on up. I'm just saying that we're moving on up. We are. Um, we've we've got some outside help. And we're doing, can we talk about that? Is that like a, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's that we're going to, we have some things planned in the near future. Marketing it up. Yeah. We're going to do a mini Zoom workshop event. Not sure. I don't know if it's an event. I don't know if it's, we don't know what we're doing yet, but in January, <laughs> we're going to do something fun. In February, we're going to do something even more fun. Big fun. Small and, fun in January, big fun in February. And we're going to encourage everybody to go on our website just the sisters are in.com and sign up for your email with right. your email so we can send you um direct invites to stuff that we have going on yeah it's going to be fun and yeah. also i think we're it it's pretty clear that there's um a dark cloud hovering over us like the adams family uh cartoon and uh december is going to be pretty stressful for a lot of people including myself like including me I am in a very strange place yeah. Um, and uh, working very hard to keep my stress level down. So Kathy and I are going to be talking a lot about that on social media mm -hmm. and uh, with our pot, you know, with the podcast, hopefully coming up soon, we'll have guests who are going to also help us with this de-stress December project. So, so yes 
My make turn? sure. Oh yeah. Now make sure you sign up uh, on our website with your emails. Yes, because I'm going to be doing some videos, uh, simple tools to help with de-escalation, self-regulating. We're going to focus on anxiety. Um, I seem to have a really a lot of the clientele coming right now. Everybody's having a very difficult time with anxiety and depression. And so, you know, part of my work as an emotional healer is to help you self-regulate, at least have the tools so that you can use the other tools that you're using in your life to help you at least kind of um, calm the body. And that's why I wanted to talk about the surgery. Don and I wanted to talk about the surgery is because if you don't take care of these emotions, it creates physical illness. It's called disease. With no, without with stress, stress is the number one killer, and it causes your body to tense and pull all those feelings. So it can pull in in different parts of your body. You could be pulling in your in your uh, reproductive system, in your stomach. You can be in your head and create tension that way. A lot of nervous disorders come creates with stress, and so there's alternative things that can that can also, with the other things you're doing, if you're on medication, it doesn't matter. You can use this on top of that, of these tools. So learning how to self-regulate, and it does, it's, it's science, it's energy work. A lot of the stuff that we do, um, on Patreon, we do a little more spiritual aspect of it, but then there's some people I work with who are not into the spiritual aspect, and we're doing great work, really great work in identifying um, you know, really working through that anxiety, um, using meditation, using letting go techniques, um, using sound vibration, embracing it. And then they learn about their spiritual part of themselves that they're, they're actually exploring. So it's a really great thing. So I'm going to be offering, uh, I've always offered it, but I just want everybody who's listening. If you, or, you know, somebody who needs help with anxiety, please reach out for sessions. I'm going to try to make it so it's not an hour. It could be a half hour session if you just need uh, meditation. Um, you know, just reach out. The sisters are in at gmail.com. And then when you give us your email address, then you have what Donna's saying, we're going to start having events and things. And we want to invite you, you know, because we're kind of like an inner circle kind of group. Like we, you know, like people know each other. You know, that's how, that's how the sisters are growing. It's like one person tells another person, you know. And that person, you know, so, so don't feel like you're alone in this. We've all been there. So speaking of reaching out. Yes. I got a letter in the mail. Oh, yeah. Why don't you I'll share it? You. Here's the zoom on zoom. I'm showing you the envelope. It's handwritten. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's listen. Okay. Well, that's a long letter. And I'm not going to read all of it. Yeah. But very neat handwriting. Very neat handwriting. Dear neighbor. I hope this letter reaches you in good health. My name is Marissa. I live in New Paltz and I am one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah. So you want to say hi? I'm reading. I'm writing to share with you something I have enjoyed reading about and I hope you will too. That's really nice. Very thoughtful. Blah, 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 blah. Surely we've been receiving disheartening news these past few months. It might be difficult to feel at peace. Here's some scripture. No. meditating on this future when all our suffering is done away with in peace blah 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 but why do we have to suffer i don't know marissa but i she encourages me to reach out oh so i'm gonna reach out to marissa and say thank you for your you know direct care you know 
I really appreciate it. And now that we're friends, I'm going to put her name in my cauldron. I as think it's a as so a witch love and light and peace and i'm gonna send her some uh reading some writings um uh, right something i've enjoyed reading about and i hope she will too i was telling you i get letters from dorothy <laughs> dorothy dorothy says dear neighbor dear Catherine." she uses Catherine like she knows oh me. yeah i have and a new pen pal she said i need to get close to jesus christ i'm like you have no idea how close i am to <laughs> you have no idea i can smell jesus christ i'm gonna By tell you I have, I have, uh, I have smelled Jesus Christ <laughs> and we have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we talk about things and we heal together. Yeah. I, you can you that? imagine if I got a hold of a mailing list and I just started handwriting letters like dear neighbor, I practiced witchcraft. <laughs> here's some sage. Here's some, here's, here's some things. I think, here's some sage. Here's the tarot reading I did for you. Can you imagine? No. They come and arrest me. No no and that's that's that's, that's, and that's the point well here's my thing this is this is my thing because of my background and who i am first of all i'm big jesus fan so and it's true i do talk i do i do talk to jesus i I know share and jesus same thing i no but i definitely (laughs) i definitely have a relationship with jesus christ yes and i have a relationship with god and goddess and i have a relationship and they're it's nobody's business what my relationship is with these people, the ascendants, right? right? <laughs> these people. With these these people. <laughs> my charismatic adults, not your <laughs> business, not your business. And I think that it's, I think it's, I love that it's at least kindness and at least I'm not getting a letter, you know, you're going to be damned to hell or yeah. if you believe in hell. Or you're going to be damned. You know, I'm not getting those letters, but I think it is intrusive to put your beliefs on other people. I, I really don't, I don't think it's acceptable. I don't do that. I, I accept whatever no. you're doing is great. And I have not, but I, I have to celebrate. I'm a celebrator. I don't go by the Bible. I'm, I'm going to be doing your birthday. I'm going to celebrate Christmas, <laughs> celebrate Easter. I want Easter bunny baskets. And, and so I think that I have, I have learned because I'm in an alchemy circle that people who have really bad experiences spiritually go to Jehovah witness. Oh, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. so I always say, I'm so sorry about your experiences. I hope this brings you peace of mind. And I am serious about that. I'm not joking about it. Mm-hmm. However, I am going to be joking with Dorothy who wrote oh, yeah. me all the time. Marissa. Oh, I hope we become pen pals. Oh, you have to share if she writes back. Yeah. And I don't, but I, I, you know, uh, we have family and friends who are, who are LGBTQ community. And I'm sorry, you have to be open and loving to everybody. They're not, they're not loving to the LGBTQ. No, they're not loving to. No. So don't, 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 don't spread that. Don't spread the closed, the closed mindedness. Let's not do it. Don't put Jesus in a corner. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. He's yeah. a nice guy. Don't do that. He's a nice guy. Don't do it. <laughs> He doesn't want any of that. He's not interested in this. <laughs> he doesn't care what book we're reading. Dear Marissa, my sister talks to Jesus. He said, he said, don't be intrusive. Don't put me in a corner. Nobody puts baby Jesus in the corner. That's it. <laughs> wow. All right. I love you. Oh my God. All right. I love All right. You I hope to see you next week after I get my COVID test. Bye. Yes, I hope so too. I hope so too. Everybody be safe, wear a mask, stay home.